What's good, everybody? What's good? It's your boy Flock back at you yet again with another episode of Unfiltered Facts. This is now episode 11, and the date of me recording this is what the fuck date is this? Oh yeah, it's July the second. <laughs> it's July the second, 2019. July the second of 2019. Big ups to all the platforms we own over here, man. Spotify, Anchor, Apple Podcasts, uh, Stitcher, all the all the podcasts we own, man. We got a lot of stuff to cover, especially all this free agency stuff. Um, before we get into that, man, some of the ways to support, um, you can donate a dollar, five dollars, ten dollars if you choose. It's definitely not mandatory, but it's always greatly appreciated. Um, shout out to all the people, man, that's been uh, supporting this. I've been looking at the demographic and stuff like that, like far as like the different countries. I've seen I had some people in Botswana listening to this podcast, yo. I'm like, wow, Botswana. Um, what was another one? I, I definitely I see people in the UK and Canada all the time. It was Botswana and it was somewhere else. I really can't think of it right now. Goddamn. I suck, but whatever. <laughs> it was a it was another country, man. That was like way out, man. I did not expect to see that though. But um, yeah, man, we gonna get right into it. I'm not gonna hold y'all too long, man. I want to get this shit out the way, and uh, hopefully y'all enjoy this in the process. Feel free, man, if you rate this at the end of the show. If you're listening to this on uh, Apple Podcasts, iOS, or whatever, rate the show five stars, which you please if you enjoy it. That is, shout out to all the new people that's coming through. Um, also. Like I said before, if you rate it five stars, it actually helps the podcast get out there a little bit more because it, it puts it like ahead of a lot of shows or whatever, just by the rating. So if you can, you know, shout out to everybody. If you're listening to it, like I said, on Spotify and all that, I greatly appreciate y'all too, man. I appreciate all the feedback people hit me up on Twitter with as well. I definitely love the feedback. Always love the feedback. Um, let's start off with this free agency fever, y'all. Free agency, man, it was, I, I love this time of year. For the NBA, man, this is like, and this year was no different. <clears throat> it's, it's what it is. Notice I didn't do my uh, my disclaimer, right? But I will be sipping my water, so I ain't got to tell y'all that. Y'all know how this go by now. <clears throat> Let's get it. But this is my this is my favorite type of year, my favorite time of year for the uh, for the NBA, like free agency and shit like that. Even more so than the draft, because I be wanting to see where guys are going, and I want to see if any like loop like any like twists and turns will happen. So I'll talk about some of the more notable free agent moves. Um, at the time of me recording this, though, Kawhi Leonard has has not signed with anyone. I know the front runners were the Lakers, the Clippers, and him going back to Toronto. But, but, I said this on Twitter, right? Wouldn't it be funny, wouldn't it be funny if he was stalling on signing with the Lakers like this whole entire time so they wouldn't sign, use their cap space to sign any other players? <laughs> And then he, and then he, uh, any other like top name, big name free agents, like all these free big name free agents are gone now just to end up going back to Toronto. That would be genius. I'm telling you just for him. Like say he, he goes to the Clippers, right? Say he was, say, say if he were to go to the Clippers and he, he's like, yo, I'm just going to take this team to the, with the Clippers and we just going to, we going to beat y'all asses every, you know what I'm saying? Every few weeks <laughs> or whatever, or beat him in the playoffs. Or if he goes back to Toronto, which I'm hoping he does, just go back to Toronto. Cause I, I we need a team in the East that we can kind of like count on the uh you know be kind of like a front runner. And they've proven that they can win. Even though Golden State was hurt, shit like that, you know, they still it still would have been a great series. But just for him to go back to Toronto, you know what I'm saying, and they get stuck with pretty much nothing. Cause they still don't even really have but like four or five players on that team on the Lakers. So who knows, man? This this any this can happen anyway, and with Kawhi, man, you never know, bro. So yeah, that was just a question I had. Some people on uh on Twitter hit me up like, yo, that that actually makes sense. But there's a couple people like, yeah, I thought about that too. 
Uh, Clay Thompson, he uh, re-upped with the Warriors. Five years, $190 million max deal. Um, the, the move, though, like the, the biggest move, with a lot of us seen this shit coming. I think I said this before, that it would make the most sense. Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving signing with the Brooklyn Nets. We all know, like, well, we all don't know, but most of us know that those two have a really good relationship. Um, Brooklyn had the cap space. Kyrie just signed with, uh, you know, the Rock Nation team. And Kevin Durant was already with them. So, you know, they tied to Brooklyn. Jay-Z's tied to the Brooklyn Nets still in some capacity. Um, so it makes sense. It makes sense for that. I mean, people were thinking they were going to go to the Knicks. I'm like, nah, son. The Knicks have horrible ownership, man. I'll get into that later. Kimball Walker uh, with like the second biggest move uh, went to the Celtics. A lot of us seen that coming. Like we we pretty much all seen that shit coming. Once we knew Kyrie was leaving, it was like, okay. A lot of people saying, oh, Kimball can go to the Lakers. I'm like, nah, I don't see that fitting. I was like, he can fit. He can plug right in over there. And um, I know, uh, t- was that, uh, what's his name? Scary Terry. Terry Rozier ended up going to Charlotte and taking his spots. They basically swapped point guards, but, you know, they got their backup point guard. But we'll see how that goes because Kimball Walker, I guess the uh, the the Hornets didn't want to give him like that that super max money. And although I'm for anybody getting their money, I'm also like in realization that it's a business. And my thing is, you gotta you gotta make money to give money. And I don't feel like Kimball Walker is a very good player, the All Star player caliber player. But do you really want to give that man two hundred million dollars for them to not make the playoffs? Again, and it's not all his fault. I'm not saying that because I don't feel like he had the help. I don't feel like he had the help that he um, that he that he should have had. And Charlotte has made some questionable moves. I think Michael Jordan is not a very he has not been a very good owner. And um, the people that he's got making these decisions, I mean, granted, they've done better than when he was making all the decisions. But it's still just not there, man. It's not a free agent destiny either. You know, destination either. So they have to draft better. I think if they draft better and they find players that want to play there, that are good players and stuff like that, then or make trades, man, and do something, yo. Because I just they just never make the right moves to me. It's just never the right moves. So um, also, uh, let's see, Chris Middleton, he stays in Milwaukee, five year, one hundred seventy eight million dollars. I think they were just a, that that move was just a victim of circumstance, bro. I think they panicked on that one because I'm not gonna lie, Chris Middleton is a nice player, but he's like the active, like the third highest like active player, like far as like contract wise right now, and that he's he's nowhere near, he's nowhere near on that level. Uh, Harrison Barnes, <clears throat> and oh yeah, with Chris Middleton, they end up losing losing a couple pieces, you know, with that move being made too. Uh, Harrison Barnes, when he uh, when he opted out, a lot of people were like, oh, he's crazy. He ain't going to get that money nowhere else. But you end up getting a four-year, $85 million deal. That's still good money, bro. <laughs> that's that's damn good money. That's like, what, $21.5, $21 million a season or whatever? Something like that. So I ain't mad at that. Um, Derek Rose ended up signing with the Detroit Pistons. I'm not going to lie. I'm not a fan of this move. Cause I feel like him and um, I was about to call the man Bobby Schmurder because he looked just like Bobby Schmurder. <laughs> um, Bob, uh, what the fuck is that boy name? Reggie Jackson. They gonna um, they gonna end up bumping heads over there. I, I just don't know how that dynamic is gonna work with them two. Uh, JJ Redick is heading to New Orleans. 
two year. Um, oh, Derrick Rose got two year, fifteen million. If I didn't say that the first time, uh, JJ Redick is getting two years, twenty six million, twenty six and a half million to be exact. In New Orleans. I really want to say this after that that trade with that Anthony Davis trade that I didn't get to the last time because like the day after, literally the day after I, um, I did this podcast that the trade happened like a day or two afterwards. And, you know, New Orleans ended up getting what Ingram, uh, Josh Hart, Lonzo Ball. They got some picks, shit like that. Uh, New Orleans, man. New Orleans is, 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 I said this on Twitter too. New Orleans is hitting singles while everybody else is swinging for the fences right now. They got the number one pick. The draft is coming on number one pick. We all knew who was going to be number one. So they got the number one pick with Zion Williamson. And they got a nice young core over there. They just signed J.J. Reddick. Um, they got somebody else too. I can't remember off the top of my head because I didn't put it in my notes because I guess it just was, wasn't that big a deal to me at the time, I guess. But, you know, that's how I do it sometimes. But that, that New Orleans team, man, like if that team, they can keep that team intact. And uh, they needed shooting, so they got shooting. I mean, J.J. Redick is 35 years old, so, you know, he's pretty much on the decline of his of his career right now. You know, but hopefully not too much. But I like what New Orleans is over there doing, man. And I'm going to keep my eye on them because, you know, a lot of people say they got finessed in that trade. I beg to differ because they ended up getting the number four pick from L.A. and they traded that pick to Atlanta. And then they ended up with the number eight pick and then they got another player as well, and they probably getting a future first round pick from Atlanta. So they know what they're doing. David Griffin is a fucking man. He he knows what he's doing. He's a fucking god when it comes to like making deals and, and drafting players and shit, and being you know being on top of that. Uh, Jonas Valanciunas, he's staying with Memphis after you know he got traded for Mark Gasol, three years, forty five million. It's whatever. I've never been a big fan of Valanciunas. I think he's hurt a lot, so I don't get to see him play that much. This was a surprise move right here. Malcolm Brogdon. He's he's ended up going to the Pacers. And I don't know if it was I don't remember if it was a sign and trade or they just didn't match the offer. I really didn't write it down. It could have been, but I I'm not you know what? He was a restricted free agent. That's what it was. He was a restricted free agent. And like I said, I don't know if he, they ended up just doing a sign and trade or what. I think that's what they ended up doing once he agreed, because they knew they couldn't afford to pay him because they paid, they paid, um, they paid that dude, uh, what's his name, Chris Middleton, all that money. Then they ended up paying George Hill, which I'll get on him real quick. George Hill, three year, twenty nine million. Uh, somebody else, uh, they they were trying to do. And then right, got to think the year before they paid, they paid what's his name, uh, Eric Bledsoe, all that money. So they didn't really have the money to to give him without, you know, putting themselves in the luxury tax, I suppose. So, uh, Tobias Harris, man, he got a max deal from the 76ers, five year, $180 million. Once Jimmy Butler, you know, that, that move didn't work. They gave that money right to Tobias Harris. Do I think Tobias Harris is worth that money? No, I don't. I think he's a good player. Yes, absolutely. I think he's a good, you know, third piece to a, to a good team. Yeah. So I think he's a top because they're giving these, a lot of these guys top tier money and they're not top tier guys. And a lot of these GMs and, and guys, they just, they like they backs against the wall, like painting themselves in the corner. I don't, I don't know, man. I, I couldn't do it. I couldn't see myself giving Tobias Harris that type of money, but that's just me. Julius Randle goes to the Knicks. Three, three years, $63 million. Now, this is the first of many underwhelming deals that the Knicks have made. 
and I'm by not by no stretch saying Julius Randle is a, is a scrub or nothing like that. But I love his game. He just don't play defense. But he's a stud, yo. But if that's the first move you made and you and you struck out on like other guys, that's you know how Knicks fans are, man. You know how people in New York are anyway. They overreact to everything and they they want they want good players. They want everything. They want the world. But they didn't get it, man. Uh Taj Gibson, he also goes to the Knicks. <laughs> Another another power forward, two years, twenty million dollars. Yeah, um, Al Horford goes to the 76ers, four year, hundred nine million dollars, yo. Because we know he opted out of his deals with the Celtics, so he ended up going over there. I'm I'm interested in seeing how this will work. Um, I, can you really see yourself paying a guy that makes that type of money to come off the bench? I don't know if they're gonna move uh, Tobias Harris to the three. Like how Al Horford played a four or whatever, because Joel Embiid is definitely the five at the center. Um, I think Tobias Harris plays better as like a stretch four because he spaces the floor and he's a good shooter. But we'll see how they do that. I think at the three, he's going to get cooked on defense, but hopefully it works out in their favor. And uh, also, like I said, that uh, 97 million of that that 109 is guaranteed and the other 12 million is like an incentive. So I think if they, if they get to the finals or if they do this, get this far in the playoffs, he get... X amount of dollars, you know, more or whatever. It was some shit, some incentive shit. Um, Jimmy Butler signs a max deal uh, with the Miami Heat. It was actually via sign and trade, though. A four-year, $142 million. Um, it involved, like, four teams in order for that shit to work. And, like, Miami had to get rid of a lot of, a lot of salary. You know what I'm saying? They, they got rid of uh, Whiteside. They sent him to Portland. Um they, I think they were trying to get rid of Dragic, reportedly Dragic, but it wasn't Dragic. I know they sent, uh, what's that dude's name? Was it Josh Richardson? I think he ended up going to Philadelphia. Uh, some other players, I forgot a couple other teams. I know Dallas was in it too. It, it, was, it was a lot, man. A lot. A lot of shit that y'all really don't care about. Let's see. DeAndre Jordan. He also went to the Brooklyn Nets. Four year, $40 million. That's a pay cut for him, but I think that's still like about what he what he what he needs to make because I think he's done. He's made his money and he's not he's good on defense, but offensively you can't really depend on him, rely on him like that unless he's catching lobs and shit. Uh, Kyrie and KD both took less money in order to get DJ DeAndre Jordan, you know, was able to make that ten million. You know, what I'm saying a year for those four years. So you know, shout out to them for doing that because they didn't have to do that. Uh, D'Angelo Russell. Now, this was a move that I was like, this was the head scratcher. D'Angelo Russell is headed to the Golden State Warriors via signing trade with the Brook with Brooklyn, four year, hundred seventeen million dollar max deal. Because for him, that's the max that he can make. Because I think he's only been in the league like four years. Um, that was a move. Um, that was, I was like, wow, really? And then when I looked at it, it was kind of like, um, it was like, what is what is he gonna do there? You know, playing alongside of Steph Curry, he's no Clay Thompson. We understand that he's not a scrub by no stretch. He balled out this past season, but what are you gonna do? You gonna put Clay Thompson at the three when he comes back, or he's just gonna be a a, a, a renter player for one season before y'all unload him? Or what what are we doing here, man? I'm I'm really curious to know how this how this dynamic is gonna work. Um, I can definitely see them using him. <clears throat> you know what I'm saying as a as a as a trade bait piece somewhere down the line because I can't see Klay Thompson playing the three. You know what I mean? Because, I mean, he's a great defender, but he's a great defender at the two. 
And I mean, he could give you minutes at the three, but I don't think they're going to permanently put him at the three position. But who knows, man? You never know. And they also, the Golden State Warriors also traded uh, Andre Iguodala to Memphis. And the Warriors are sending like some first round picks like in 2024, 25, 26 or something like that. I know like one of those picks are protected. I believe the 2024 pick is protected or something like that. Um, that is young. <laughs> that is young, man. Like, now, hold on. Before I get into that, Andre Iguodala, a lot of people were like, yo, he said that shit on the Breakfast Club. You know what I mean? You knew it was coming. I said the same thing, but apparently they they already had told him like, look, man, we gonna have to we have to shed some salary. You know when they signed Clay to all that money, you know, saying they were losing uh watch cost, so they gonna have to retool just a little bit. So you know, so I don't think it was all that Breakfast Club shit that he said about the training staff and whatnot, but I do feel like that shit played a part. And they didn't want him around that no more. <laughs> they didn't want him around anymore after that. I don't care what you say. That had a, that did play a part in it. Uh, that is young. Oh God, y'all, y'all know I'm a Bulls fan, right? That is young size with the Bulls. Three years, forty-one million dollars. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. And Thomas Sadoransky, they got from the Wizards via sign and trade. Yeah. <laughs> Oh my God, man, the Bulls, yo, I hate them right now, man. This front office, what are they doing? It's like, you could, let's be, I always say this, be really bad or really good. Make up your mind what you want to do. That is young is not a difference maker, and he's not a player that they really need at this point. Neither is Sadoransky to me personally. I don't know, man. I'm, that's why. That's why I'm doing. That's why I'm doing this little this little ringy ding podcast, and them people getting paid the big bucks to make them move. That shit ain't going. That shit ain't working. Uh, Bobby Portis signs with the Knicks. <laughs> another power forward. Two years, thirty-one million dollars. This was yet another disappointing move. Seeing that they had like the most cap space and didn't get any of the top players. The Knicks had the most cap space of any team in the league. They didn't get any top players. But they basically struck out on KD and Kyrie, right? And that's because... And then on top of it, the word got out that they didn't want to give KD the max because of his injury. Let me say that again. They didn't offer Kevin Durant the max because of his injury. Really? He's going to be out of season, okay? But a player like that don't come too often. It only a player like that comes once, maybe every 10, 12 years, like a Kevin Durant. You don't see those types of players come along that often. So if that means you got to pay him to sit out a, a season, you pay him to sit out a season. Now he he could have said, "Nah, I think I'm gonna go over here to Brooklyn." I think he was going to Brooklyn regardless. But the fact that you couldn't even you wasn't even getting getting that man on the phone because you told his agent that you weren't going to offer him the max because of his injury fam this is why the knicks are the laughing stock of the nba yo like people think that this is like still the 1980s and 90s and shit like that or even early 2000s for that matter like everybody wants to play for new york everybody wants to come to the the garden the madison square garden it's the mecca you know what i'm saying like nobody cares about that raggedy ass building no more bro nobody cares New York is going to tell you that that's the best place in the fucking world. I've heard the place is a dump. You know what I mean? I've heard that, like, from people that's been in that building. I've heard that place is a fucking dump. But 
It's the Mecca. I understand that. I've always wanted to watch a game in Madison Square Garden just to see what all the hype was about. But if you're a player, you don't want to play for that that team. Did you see what they did? Did you see how they played Patrick Ewing? A dude that, that basically was out there on one leg for them when he fucked up. Didn't he fuck up his Achilles or something like that? Um, That year that they went, they made that run to the finals in 99 and he got injured in the playoffs. And they got beat in the finals. They made it all the way to the finals as an AC, yo. I think that was the year that Sprewell and uh, Allen Houston carried them. And Larry Johnson. Um, that that was crazy. Like, you treated, like, basically your all-time greatest player. Most loved player. They won't even get that dude a coaching job. They wouldn't even, like, put him as an assistant coach for the Knicks. They don't take care of their own. Look at what they did to Charles Oakley last season. They got that man escorted. Dolan got that man escorted out of the fucking building. That's some bullshit. Charles Oakley went to war with his own best friend, Michael Jordan, for the Knicks, for his loyalty for the Knicks. <laughs> this shit is crazy. That ownership is by far the worst in the league. But don't get me wrong, the Chicago Bulls are a strong second because they're terrible too. Like it's, it's you have two of the biggest markets in the NBA and no one wants to play for. What does that tell you? It has nothing to do with the city. It has nothing to do with the arena. It has nothing to do with the fans because New York Knicks has some of the greatest fans. The Bulls have some of the best fans because they that, that play that building sells out every game. And I've been there a lot of times. Every game when that team was the worst team in the league. Even up until when they were the best team in the league, back to when they were the worst team in the league again. That building sells out every single night. I know that firsthand. Them fans come to support that team. And they still charge you like they a fucking championship team, too. Them prices be too fucking high for them games. Right, so I can imagine how much Knicks tickets are. Um, Isaiah Thomas signs with the Wizards. But I think he got the one-year veteran minimum. They didn't specify how the dollar amount. So I think it's cool that he got a shot to play with somebody. I mean, they missing the point guard and John Wall. I think that's the ideal place for him to go and actually show that he can play. I just hope he's healthy at this point, bro. Like you, you like when people got on Derrick Rose, people got on Derrick Rose for saying he was hurt. People used to get on um, who that Anthony Hardaway when he would say he was hurt and he would sit out and shit. Like the only thing about Penny Hardaway, he's one of my favorite players of all time. Probably my second favorite player of all time behind Michael Jordan. I'm just going to be real with y'all. He he would be out and would be hurt. But then you look and he, he comes back and play in the All-Star game because he got voted in. And then like three games later, he's hurt again and shit like that. So stop letting, like they got to stop letting these teams rush them back. You see what happened with Kevin Durant. You see what happened with Derrick Rose. You know what I'm saying? Derrick Rose actually did it right. He, he, came, he sat out like a whole season. Said, man, I don't feel right. Like these players can't let these organizations rush them back, man. Because they come back like they did it, like the same shit. Isaiah Thomas, he was hurt playing for Boston. Gave him everything he had. Had he not come back and had Rondo not got hurt that year, the Bulls would have beat their ass in the first round a couple years ago. And that's some real shit. But he came back, played throughout, you know what I'm saying? Sister got killed. You know what I mean? Still, like he was mentally and physically broken down, and he still came back on the five foot nine frame, yo. So, you know, and that's what happened. That's the things he get. He came, he got traded, went to Cleveland, came back sooner than he should have, got himself hurt even worse, went to Denver, 
didn't even hardly play at all. So I just hope the dude is healthy, man. I, I like Isaiah Thomas. I think some I think that he he thought a little bit too much of himself at times. He should have just let his play do the talking. Ah, swig of water for the working man, y'all. My bad. But I feel like, you know, he should have let his play do the talking and not his mouth and always talking about, yeah, people say I can't do this because I'm short. I'm like, we get it, dog. You short. You you five foot nine. By NBA standards, you short. By regular standards, you average height, I guess. But we get it. So that's that's how I feel about that. So that in the in the nutshell, that's pretty much what I got for um for the NBA free agency shit. Like I said, Kawhi Leonard had yet to sign at the time of me uh, doing this. So I guess I'll update y'all on that one. You know what I'm saying? When he does. Um, music. I got to check out a little bit of music this past week. Me and JG actually reviewed two albums on uh, Enlightened Sounds podcast. Make sure y'all check that shit out. Enlightened Sounds. Myself and JG talk about music all day, all day on the uh, Gold Link. The Gold Link album was pretty cool. Um, I can't pronounce that shit. Whatever that shit was called. Check out Goldling's latest album. It was pretty good. I was feeling it. Be sure definitely to check that shit out. I think uh, my favorite uh, was mm, I like that reggae joint on there really uh, really well. They called Yard. That was hot. It was it was some joints on there. But check the whole album out. I I liked it, man. I liked the album a lot. It was a real good one. Checked out that Denzel Curry. I wasn't feeling it too much. It just wasn't that good to me. But you know, don't take my word for it. I'm just telling y'all how I feel about it. Y'all make sure y'all check that shit out for yourselves, man. Um, I'm gonna get into some a movie recommendation. I haven't done this the last couple last few episodes because I always forget to put this shit in my notes. Um, I'm gonna give y'all a movie recommendation. Like I said, I don't do like the top movies that like you know everybody knows. Oh, I'm not gonna you know. Oh, I recommend uh, I recommend The Bodyguard. Uh, I recommend you go see <laughs> Spider Man. You know what I'm saying? Far from Home and shit. I'm not gonna recommend the Avengers and shit. Shit that everybody goes to see. I'm not gonna. I'm recommending like some low key movies, and a lot of them will be like older movies that you probably missed, so you can catch it. Like that. Like this is like straight to DVD. I remember watching this movie on like cable or some shit. This movie came out in like 2004. It's called Motives. Um, it's starring uh Shamar Moore, uh, light skinned nigga, pretty boy, uh, Vivica Fox, and uh, y'all know who Vivica Fox is. If you don't know who Vivica Fox, bro, I'm, I'm, I'm disappointed. And Golden Brooks. Golden Brooks was, uh, you ever watched the TV show Girlfriends? She was on Girlfriends. She was the, uh, uh, what was her name on Girlfriends? Maya. She was the, the, you know, the chick Maya on Girlfriends. So it's pretty much like, it's like an edgy thriller, right? It, I don't want to give away the movie, so I'll just like, kind of like, just say a little shit. It's like an edgy thriller. Um, it centers around uh, Shamar Moore's character. His name is uh, Emery Sims. Uh, he's like this like business like this big business tycoon and he's married to Vivica Fox's character on there um, some shit go crazy in the beginning where he like I think he like accidentally killed somebody and some people were trying to blackmail him and a bunch of other little shit was happening you know he you know people was like coming after him for like shady business deals and he was getting like bad press and in the process he ended up meeting Golden Brooks's character which uh, her name was Alana in the movie um, he ended up having like a like this crazy fling with her, and um, I, like I said, I don't want to give away too much of the movie. I know uh, Joe Tory is in the movie as well. While I'm thinking about it, um, it's some like it's some stuff going on, man. It's a lot of fucking in the movie. Uh, so you know, if you like that, it ain't like too raunchy. It's tastefully done though. Um, it's it's definitely a plot twist at the end. So 
It's it's definitely a plot twist at the end. I won't give it away, but check that shit out because the plot twist at the end is like when you really think about it, you kind of had to see it coming, but at the same time, you didn't see it coming. Like I had to like when I for the first time I seen it, I I did not see the shit coming. So and I remember watching that shit on like cable like late one night, and I was like, what is this? It was on like stars or some shit, or encore or something. But uh, yeah, that's pretty much what I got about that. All right. This is a real life, uh, it's a real life shit I'm about to get into with y'all, man. Um, and I don't know how to, how to approach this one. So I'm gonna do it the way I do everything else. <clears throat> Just be as honest and transparent as I can possibly be. And I was talking, um, uh, to like this young, this young dude, uh, state, you know, he's over there by my grandma's house and I know his dad. You know what I mean? Cause I, I I know his dad, and um, he was telling me about how like he ain't really want nothing to do with his dad and shit like that. And this come this come from like basically, and I'm gonna say some shit that a lot of y'all are probably gonna be like, I can't believe he said that, but it's it's some real shit. Trust me when I tell y'all, man. It's like it's gonna be some of the realest shit y'all hear me say. Um, moms don't always tell the truth, bro. Moms don't always tell the truth or do the right thing. That's some serious shit. And sometimes they do it by circumstance. Sometimes they do it to kind of protect the kid. And a lot of times they do it to protect themselves and save face. Because they do some dirt and they'll turn it around and make it seem like the dad did dirt. And that ain't always the case. You know what I mean? This coming this coming from this coming from someone who grew up who, who came up in a broken home who mom and dad split when when I was probably like maybe like eight, eight, nine, some shit like that. Ended up having to go stay with my grandmother. So I knew for a fact, and I'm like I said, I'm about to tell y'all some real shit. My dad, personally, my dad, and I seen it, so it's not like my mom's had nothing to lie about because I seen the shit with my own eyes. My dad had, you know, had issues with, with drugs. You know what I'm saying? So I seen it. Like this dude would have like my mom used to tell me about how I was like in like first grade or some shit like that. And my dad would have us out, me and my brother out all fucking night to like two, three in the morning. My mom worked overnight, so she had no idea. We would be out to two or three in the fucking morning with him, him running all over, the, running the streets and shit. And I would get to school that next morning. My mom would come home right before it was time to get, get us ready to school. And the teacher would be telling her like, yeah, well, your son's been falling asleep in class a lot. She like, how is that? He's he's in the bed like every night, like nine o'clock. So why why is that? And she found out that this dude had us out to the wee hours of the night. Found out that he's out there, you know, doing a lot of shit he shouldn't be doing. So she was like, you know what? I can't go nowhere right now, but I'm not about to have them in that in that situation. So in that case, sometimes moms do what they have to do. But some we have some cases where moms don't always do the right thing. Like, take the welfare system. That shit is flawed. That child support system. That shit is flawed. That shit is designed to fuck men over, bro. It really, really is. Because we know for a fact that, that money is not going towards a child 90% of the time. It's not. <clears throat> and the community that I can speak on, because, you know, I am of African-American descent. You know what I mean? I am black. Uh, the black community, women are tempted, you know what I'm saying, with... With a lot of shit all the time, they get that that carrot dangled over them with that low income housing. But with the the, the catch with that, the catch twenty two with that, the fathers can't live there. So they basically tell you, 
They basically tell women in order to get that help, you got to leave this dude alone. That's pretty much what they tell him. That's a ploy like to break up black families, yo. And to make the black man obsolete <clears throat> and worthless to a degree. So many, many women feel like they got to do what they got to do. And that's understandable. But that's also why most black women are single mothers. And that's due in part to that program and that system telling them that it's some type of badge of honor to not need a man and paying $75 a month for rent. Well, how them thinking that shit too at some point who wouldn't, you know, at least be tempted by that, but it's breaking up a family and, and you know what I'm saying? For the most part. Now, granted, if, if the dad and the father not doing what the fuck he's supposed to do or whatever, then that's, that's all well and good. I can understand that, but we still have to take this number in, in like in consideration that over and it's probably changed since i looked at this this stat and this stat was from like 2011 that over 50 percent of black women are single widowed separated or divorced yeah let that sink in for a second and you know what does that do for the sons it it, it definitely furthers and distances the the relationship they could be having with their dads and that's why some niggas and i'm gonna say it like that that's why some niggas don't know how to talk to women treat women respect women either because they don't have that male figure around to say hey that's not what we do or this is the way you handle shit or more importantly lead by example by showing showing your son the way you love your wife your woman your girlfriend and his mama you know which would coincide with the way that he would treat a woman when he get around one or learn how to speak to one or treat one or some shit like that you know what i'm saying so that that's a, that's a tough one man i mean and then when you think about it when those like them fucking farmers and shit out in like Idaho and Montana, when they get stuck in a, in a bind, you think that uh, whatever that shit is called, it started with an S. I can't remember what it's called. It's like some fucking like this big time program where they help them out. When they get stuck in a bind, you think they break that family up and tell that, that farmer's wife, no, nah, you got to leave this dude alone in order for us to help you out. Hell no. Nah. They don't do that shit. They make sure that family stay together. You know what I'm saying? They stay intact and they help them out in any way possible that they need. You know I mean, y'all just, we all just gotta be, myself included, we all just gotta be aware of what's put in front of us, man. Like the resources or lack thereof that we have as people. That's shit, man. That's some shit. Like when you read up on that shit and see how that shit goes, you'll be like, God damn, bro. Like I really didn't think of that. You know what I'm saying? Like really think of that shit. And like talking about like the child support shit. I can't tell you how like how like bad that can that can strain a relationship between a, a father and his and his son because you doing everything you're supposed to do even if like even if you are doing what you're supposed to do to have someone serve you papers and then have you sit in front of a mediator or a judge somebody to tell you boom you ain't doing enough motherfucker we don't care about what you're doing this is what we need up out you you know what I mean. Every, you know what I'm saying? Every time you get paid, you got to see that shit on your fucking, what you call it, saying that this has been deducted before you even see it. That, that does something to you, man. That does something to your psyche, bro. And it does fuck it. I ain't gonna say for everybody, but for many people, it fucks up your relationship with your kid. It really does, man. Son, daughter, whatever. But I'm just speaking from like, you know, saying from a son standpoint, because I have sons personally. And, um, the, you know, the kid, the dude I was talking to, he's like 20, 21, um, you know, saying, of course he's someone's son. So it was just one of them things when I started really thinking about, it. I'm like, it's a lot of shit, man. That like, we, a lot of people don't be, 
don't be want to say it, but I mean, your moms could be a liar sometimes. Your moms not always mommy dearest and do the right thing. Your moms could be a fucking whore. Like, I'm just being real. I know it sounds harsh, but that's some true shit, man. Like, she had a next nigga, in, you know what I'm saying, in, that, in, your, in your spot. That's what some women do, bro. Not every woman, not every mother is mommy dearest. Not every mother is going to be Claire Huxtable. You know what I'm saying? Not every mama is going to be Vivian Banks. <clears throat> Somebody's going to be Peggy Bundy or, or worse. You know what I mean? Some mothers just ain't real good mothers. So they run that man off and then they make it seem like that dude did, did her dirty. And they have you looking like, oh, my daddy wasn't shit, which that ain't always the case. You know what I'm saying? She could have easily ran this nigga off. And he's been trying to get in touch with you or whatever, but she probably made that, that situation more difficult than it should have been. So after a while, you fighting so long, that's like you being stuck in quicksand, bro. Or you stuck in the middle of the fucking, the fucking ocean. Eventually, your arms going to get tired of paddling. And you going to sink because your arms can't move no more. So a lot of people don't realize that shit, bro. Like, I know a lot of y'all probably think your dads ain't shit and stuff like that. But you need to, like, really start doing y'all research, man. And, and figuring out what's really going on. Because there's a lot of shit that goes on out here that y'all don't know about that put put moms in those positions to do some of the shit that you know what I'm saying that gets done to shun your dad away from you and it ain't always the father's fault like i said before if he's just a fucking idiot and a dirtbag and a deadbeat then so be it then yeah hate that nigga all you want but you gotta like really like sometimes your grandma will slip and tell you the truth you know what i'm saying or an uncle or a cousin will slip and tell you the truth <clears throat> yeah man so with all that being said y'all hear that music y'all know what time it is that music sounds so good, don't you agree? Yeah, we closing the show real quick, real early on this one. Um, yeah, man. Um, first of all, I'd like to thank everybody once again for uh, tuning in, for everybody tuning tuning in with me, man. You could be anywhere else in the world, but you here listening to me. I definitely appreciate that. Um, social media, if you want to holler at me on Twitch, I do live stream on Twitch, twitch.tv slash leader of the flock. Um, you want to holler at me on Twitter, Twitter, you know, at flock2k, Instagram, flock.leader. You know, I'm all over that. You know, so I'm all over that, man. Y'all come holler at me over there. Ask me some questions. Y'all can ask questions on the on the Anchor app. Whatever you listening to to this podcast on, you can ask me on you can ask me a question, a voice question on that. And I will put it on the actual podcast with an answer. Try to do the best I can. Also rate this show five stars on Apple Podcasts if you're hearing this, you know what I'm saying, on Apple Podcasts, man. So with that being said, man, hopefully y'all have a great one. I'm Flock. I'm out your ear, y'all. Peace. Thank you.